I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Gaze on Phil. Hello. Hello. It's been a while since I've done that. I think you introed the last one and it was ages before we recorded yeah, it before. Was. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. 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 While I'm doing this, will you close the window? Yeah. This podcast <laughs> is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Ned and Declan's just closing the window. And I'm Declan. And this time, we're opening the time capsule to bring you our thoughts on films that have long since been forgotten, left to gather dust as the world of cinema races forward. In this spooky season time capsule episode, we will be talking about Friday the 13th, brackets, 1980. Remember, there will be spoilers, so as always, do proceed with caution. I was about to ask you what you've been watching, but we don't do that. With a synopsis. I will. I will. I'll do the synopsis. It's only a short one, this. Well, (laughs) I'll get into that when we discuss the film. The teens (laughs) are preparing Camp Crystal Lake for its reopening season. But the camp is haunted by a tragedy that happened years before. Unfortunately, those present suffer the wrath of a vengeful terror. Oh, did you come up that with come up with that yourself? I did. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, what did you think? I really like it. Don't, don't Thanks say for more. listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I was watching it, having never seen this one before. I don't think I've seen any of the newer. I don't Friday think Friday Thirteenth is a. Is a um, horror franchise that has kind of passed you by passed me by yeah well, like I always knew about Jason yeah because I think the further films obviously we get Jason with, with the a famous mask, mask yeah. yeah and obviously he's a very well known like horror yeah character yeah but what I found really weird about this one more than anything like watching this now mm. with the modern day lens with it being from 1980. Yeah. And just how many thing, how many things it's inspired. But like how many things have kind of totally ripped it off as well. That's what I wanted to get into. I was like, I've seen this film like three three years ago. And yeah. like the, there was three that American over. Horror Story 1984, I think it was, which was basically this. But yeah. from a American Horror Story Camp Ryan Murphy perspective. Yeah. Um. It was just a bit strange to, like, how this... It's weird that, obviously, not a lot of things are truly original anymore, especially in a franchise space. Yeah. And it's weird to see 
that obviously there was a, there was a first of one of these types of films at one point, and yeah. then this this and then John Carpenter's Halloween around the same time kind of. Well, that's what I was going to link to. Invented the slasher. Halloween came out two years prior yeah. to this, so probably the influence went that way. Um, but I was watching this thinking, yes, this has had such an influence on the slasher genre as a whole. As a whole? <laughs> Ever since. Like, I was watching it thinking, this is giving me Scream, it's reminding me of Halloween, there's some Texas Chainsaw in there. And then even, like way newer things like Cabin in the Woods and X. Um, yeah. And what one was I going to say then? Those three, what's it? Did Netflix do three? Was it called Fear Street? Yeah. Fear Street, those three ones. They were good then. It was giving me that in this. So I think... I think, yeah, if you treat yeah. it, oh my God, how much stuff has it inspired? Exactly. Then it's obviously a film for you know, a classic film that should be held up that way. Definitely. But I think if you just watch the film without that context, that's where I start to have a little bit of a it was all right kind of vibe. Well, I mean, you fell asleep. Yeah, but I did watch it I know you've watched it after. Um, But like even you describing the the, the synopsis, like that is the premise. There's not much more than that. You know, like sometimes a synopsis like teases but doesn't give the actual story away. I think I teased enough. Yeah, but you did. But that's what I'm saying. The plot is... That is the plot. Yeah. No, the plot's a bit more... I mean... Than that. Is it? Well, you don't know how many people are there, how they get killed. Yeah, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is that synopsis pretty much gives you the full picture. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then there's a twist at the end. Or two. There is. That's what I was more interested in as well, like because obviously I knew the character Jason from the with the hockey mask and everything. Yeah. I was waiting for him the full time. Obviously, we don't get him. In Actually, this that's iteration. interesting. You should raise that because I wasn't. I was, and I probably should have been thinking about it. What I didn't understand is so it starts quite spooky <laughs> in 1958. Yeah. But, I mean, we're getting straight into spoilers. We know that a boy drowned in 1957. Yeah. I thought the beginning was the two the couple that were having sex who get killed. Mm. I thought that was the whole, the, the same situation. Yes, that was, yeah, I didn't realise that it would then jump forward in time to present day 1980. I assumed that we'd see... Uh, no, did you see... I thought, no, this is what I mean. I thought we were seeing 1957. Yeah. But we weren't at the beginning. We were seeing 58. We were seeing the year after. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When, obviously, the killer has already started her vengeful... Oh, that's a big spoiler. Her, yeah, um, like her vengeful... Revenge. <laughs> um, so it's like she was straight in, yeah, summer after. She was like getting those. Yeah, she but, wasted no time, did she? Yeah. I mean, they wasted no time, did they? <laughs> what I did think was interesting is that character history. of Annie was very convinced she was going to be a main character. I was fully there for her. I was, I was like, like oh, you, are, 
you are peppy, you're gorgeous, yeah. you're going to be the cook at the camp. Amazing. Never even fucking made it there. No, no. No. Excuse my language there. It did remind me, like, it is a bit like, what's that one where we did that daft video on our Instagram? Was it Halloween? Running, <laughs> running yeah. down the corridor. It's like, because, and I did quite like the camera work in this film, like, at points you were the killer. You were the perspective of yeah. the killer. Yeah, do you know what that reminded me of as well? Evil Dead, that kind of camera work. You know, the early ones where... Like swooping through. Yeah, and like, yeah, running through the woods type thing. Yeah, yeah. but I thought that was interesting, but it was just, yeah, it was like the, the way they followed them. It reminded me a bit of, they looked like some of them could have got away from the killer, but just obviously for dramatic effect. <laughs> it was like, oh... Yeah, there oh, was. Oh, you, do you remember? Was it Obi Wan Kenobi? That really funny scene where little Leia was running away from it, and everybody was was running away from people from getting caught, uh, and everybody sure. went, it was like all over the internet. It's like, how on earth did she manage to? Because she was running so slow, and like the troopers or whoever were trying to get her were like reaching for her, but like missing dramatically. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. Like that. A thing I think. Um is the case for a lot of chase scenes in general, but I think particularly present in kind of 60s, 70s, 80s horror is a sense of scale in chase scenes because I I assume it's to do with um, available technology at the time and not being able to move cameras all that fast. So you sort of have to run on the spot as an actor while someone else is running on the spot behind you or something. I don't know. I can't quite picture it, but it seems to me that there were plenty of opportunities for actual escape that were missed. Mm. Taking their running speed, literally. Which is why... you'd absolutely leg it. Oh, fucking... The adrenaline, you wouldn't... I'd probably sit here not being capable, not knowing what my body would be capable of in one of those situations. You would run faster than you've ever... And I've done this to a a pet before, and I've never seen anything like it. So when we used to have pet ferrets as a kid... (laughs) Yeah. They used to run after, like, a drainpipe tube. Okay go with it we like the anecdotes yeah and i had one end of it up and like the bottom end dragging and i dropped it and it frightened the ferret and i've never seen an animal move so fast uh, okay so you know when that what mm. i'm saying is when that adrenaline kicks in you're not you, you don't know what you're capable of mm. but in these films they end up like looking around every set oh, oh oh god oh and then next thing this knife just goes and slits yes. the throat and you're like oh Come on. Yeah. Put up a bit more of a fight. Honestly, it is. It does. Um, it does. It, it does. does. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, it made me think of what we're trying to say. So there's a reason that Scary Movie spoofed a, scene, a chase scene oh, like well, that yeah. so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they're obviously like, yes, nobody runs like that, but they're going to, and then they fall over and then they get slashed, but they don't quite die yet. It's very uh, common, popular. What is it? It happens a lot in, in the slash. Why genre. is it camp, though? 
What is it about slashers that are just inherently camp? I think like it's I'm looking forward to getting to the gay dar because if you look at somebody who anybody would look at and describe as camp, their mannerisms are very exaggerated. Mm. They've got um, they enunciate in a particular way. I think in general, <laughs> um, and they. Uh, gesticulate very dramatically. Ooh, so what would you say? They enunciate, enunciate they gesticulate, gesticulate, and mince. I said mannerisms, but yeah, mince. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think everybody in horror certainly does that. Particularly, like, the final girl. Yeah. Who I love. Yeah. Like, I love the concept of the final girl in Slashers. Speaking of characters, though, go on. We get Twinkie Kevin Bacon. I know. I couldn't believe. I was like, why do I recognise that fair? It's so weird. This honestly, this I find it these heart films to hard to give star ratings because you, you. I just think films are so of the time that they are originally made. That's why I think you have to do your stars based on how you feel when you watch them. Right, but like to see Kevin Bacon. <laughs> As probably one of his first roles, I know. It was just really, and he was he was dead twinky. Well, I've seen him in the EE advert, and like, no shade, Kevin. Don't really get why people of an older generation would hear the name Kevin Bacon and swoon. Do they? Well, I think so. I think he's quite like mm-hmm. got a bit of a. I don't want to say. I don't think heartthrob is the right word. But like, was it, what was he in that made guy. in that? Wasn't Footloose? Um, was it? I, I was going to say Footloose. So if it wasn't, I don't know. Maybe it was. I always think that about Patrick Swayze as well, though. Although he was probably a bit sexier than Kevin Bacon in my yeah. head, but yeah, it was Footloose. So that's where it could. I don't think it's necessarily that it's the person; it's it's the role they play. The role, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah. And I also wanted to comment on a lot of the fashions. I was like, we all dress the same the now. Hey, that's another thing like I think makes shorts, it camp. The like, mm. yeah, yeah. And one fashion probably wouldn't happen now. Which? When he put that American Indian. Head Native thing American in. Sorry. headdress with all the feathers. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, you won't get that now. I well, you maybe would, but in like a heightened horror, which is uh, commenting on colonialism and racial segregation. Mm-hmm. Potentially. <laughs> Brought me on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did. You can add that I was like, that's free. how all the gay guys dress now. I know. Well, well maybe that's what makes it extra camp. But they're straight. Yeah, yeah but, but if. Today, gays are taking fashion influence from old horror. Yeah. That's why old horror feels camp to today people. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. What did you think of the kills? Um, Some of them were a bit naff, weren't they? Let me think. The first one I predicted was the girl who was setting up the archery range. Oh, yeah, I was like, well, that's going to come back and bite her on the ass. Yeah. Well, he, he fired an amaretta. Yes, I know. But wasn't Dangerous. it him who was killed by the arrows? 
It was, yeah, it was somebody. Somebody anyway, was it came arrowed out. to the door when she pulled the door back. Oh my god, yeah. That was a bit. I thought the kills were. Some like the first one where he just slits the throat. I was like, that hasn't aged well. That looks like that. I can almost see the prosthetic blood underneath, <laughs> like where it's then dripping. Oh out. no, some I of like. Them I thought were quite gruesome, and to think of this being coming out in 1980. So like the one that kills Jack with when the arrow comes up out of the bed. Oh my god, that was gross. Through his throat. That was yeah, quite. That was gross. Gruesome. Um, like I know in a modern day it would look more finessed and they'd probably use a bit of CG or and the probably. technology's come along. Yeah. But I thought, imagine watching this in 1980 it was probably a bit like, oh, oh my god. Um, yeah. I liked the first kill. I thought it was like. Uh, it was very like typical slasher. You watch somebody's throat get cut and then lots of blood pours down. But it didn't, that's what I'm like. You saw the slit and then there was like. A, Do you know what it looked like? It, it looked like, like, looked like that strawberry sauce you had on your ice cream. When? Oh, you weren't there. Well, it wasn't me then. Guy. Guy had it on his ice cream. Strawberry sauce. Right. Confusing me with the younger brother now, are you? Well, well, I just assumed you were there because we were at my grandparents' house. Oh, mm. that time, wasn't it? That time. Um, poorly. <laughs> but yeah, it's... I thought that was weird when them two were having sex when Ned was dead Ned. on the bed up, up above them. Oh yeah, that was gross. And also, a little bit implausible because those bunk beds were not all that high because obviously children had to be able to climb onto them. And they were walking around that cabin, stood up with their eyes open. Maybe she, when she was climbing on top of him, was just looking down and so focused on the pain. But even before they get onto the bed, oh, right, yeah, they were like in the room, walking around, looking around, lighting candles, doing whatever straight people do before sex. <laughs> Anything they want. Anything. Um, but yeah, it was. I did like, yeah, it was, they were okay. Do you know what I loved? The big, like, climactic uh, chase scene where we still hadn't quite met who the killer was, but our final girl was, like, suddenly realised just how up shit creek she was. I mean, the killer, as soon as she got out of that car, and I will drop the sheet because we're getting towards discussing it, she was creepy as fuck straight away. I really recognised her, but I can't think where from. You say this so many times watching films, it's literally untrue. <laughs> oh, oh, where do I recognise them from? Where do I recognise them from? Not very, like... What's she called? Don't say that Betsy Palmer. Who's Betsy Palmer? The character, the, per- the actor who plays her. Oh, is that who it is? I don't know where you would recognise her from. Well, no, that's what I was thinking. I didn't recognise the name when it came she up. She died in 2015, and none of the films that are on her year, I think you would. Okay. It looks like later on in her career, she was primarily just in kind of like naff TV movies. Oh, love a naff TV Although she has movie. been in some What's she TV been in? shows. No. Right, I anyway, I was talking about the final chase yeah. thing. And what I enjoy, even though it completely takes you out of whatever scenario you're in, is how 
close up the camera was to I can't remember her name. What was the character called? The final girl. I don't want to keep just calling her the final girl because she's a person with a name and a personality. Um, camera got up really close. She was obviously terrified of everything. Walking around this cabin, not really knowing what to do. Standing really close to the windows. I was like, don't go by the window. They'll obviously jump through and kill you. She would close the curtains. And then she started barricading the door. She tied a bit of rope around a rafter and tied it to the door handle and then started putting, like, chairs and cups and the odd book in front of this door. I was like, what the fuck are you trying to achieve there? The most thing she did is when she put that rope around the door handle. I know. That's that's enough for That's probably going to be fine. Piling the whole flat in front of the door, especially when there's windows. If If someone wants to get in... They're going to come through the window. She was called Alice. Alice, that's it. Um, and I could tell from the very start that she was going to be the final girl, and I'll tell you why I could tell. Go for it. Because Cabin in the Woods literally spelt it out. They were like, this is the order that people get killed in a slasher film. And it was, I can't remember the exact order, but it gave the character archetype of who the final girl would be. Which is usually the one that's like, a little bit plays by the rules, like doesn't fits in, but not quite fits in. Isn't necessarily the coolest. Relatively smart, um, and just wants to get on with things. And she was that character from the very moment we met her. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. So shall we reveal who the killer was? Well, we might as well. Mrs. Voorhees. Voorhees. So as I say, she turns up and I'm like, well, she's a weirdo straight away. Mm, She reveals that she's the young boy who died in the lake, who was Jason. Yeah. She's she's his mother and she blamed the counsellors for neglecting him. Yeah. Were they having sex or were they just neglecting? We don't know that, do we? This is where I got confused because the year after, she killed a couple who were... They were banging. Banging. Yeah. I think that. I don't think that it necessarily went into that detail. I just assume that, for whatever reason, nobody saw Jason drown. Yeah. So I mean, do 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 with that what you will. But yeah, she. I mean, she had a motive, I guess. But she's really got it against the. I mean, really, she's just been driven mad by grief, hasn't she? Yeah. Which is a shame. It is. Um, but her head gets chopped off anyway, so... Hey, God, I know. Really wasn't expecting that. Yeah, she just turned around. Fully, like... Off. It, do you know, you were asleep at that point when we watched it together, but it made me laugh out loud when that happened because it caught me so off guard. I was expecting her to, like, twat around the head a bit. But then her head got lopped off. Well funny. They had had a bit of a scuffle before that. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. It was yeah, it was quite a drawn out uh, sequence, which is not necessarily a criticism. I actually quite enjoyed it. It was quite tense, and the music was good at that point as well. Um, so then, obviously, as we say, Alice has killed her. Yeah, and then she gets into the boat, where she kind of falls asleep on the lake. 
Well, I think she's just so exhausted yeah, by everything she's got all that happened. adrenaline running through her and it's out of her system and she's now just... Yeah. But what's funny is we see two bits. She gets attacked by what we assume to be Jason's corpse. Jumps up out the boat. Jumps up out of the lake mm. and onto the boat. As that happens, it then cuts to her in the hospital. Other way around. What? Oh, it? it does jump up. So, she's in the boat, she falls asleep, and she wakes up to the police, doesn't she? I don't no, think what so. I, do? I can't remember which order that it went in, but you went... Like... Right, so she wakes up, Yeah. Jason's decomposing corpse, drags her into the lake, at which point she awakens in hospital. Yes. So, okay, we don't sorry, know if that mistake. actually happened or not. Yeah. It's kind of left for the interpretation. But what I thought was dead camp is the sergeant then says there was no sign of a boy in the lake. And then the final line is, and then she just goes, then he's still there. You might need to say that. Then he's still there. (laughs) And then credits roll. Cut to credits. Loved it. So that was Um, quite camp. And for those of you wondering why she didn't just get into the boat for the rest of the film... Uh, there's a terrible storm which I think adds to the terror of this because it really isolates. Yeah, they're all like picked off in different groups. Yeah. Can't go to the, yeah. They can't get to the town. No. And they can't get out of, they can't be outside for any great length of time because there's a horrendous storm. And it also means they can't get into a boat to just sort of float and wait for Jason to fuck off. Yeah. Which I'm not sure he would, if I'm honest. Um, it's a nice tight 95 minutes as well so it's not oh, a it's perfect actually for perfect, a horror yeah. what is your favourite slasher franchise oh, probably Scream same I think because I was I don't asking... know if I've seen them all no but of the ones I've seen I don't I've even seen... know if I've seen like what Right, so we've got Texas Chainsaw. These are like the famous ones. Yeah, Halloween. Halloween, Friday yeah. the 13th. Yeah, Scream. Scre- Child's yeah, Play. Scream. Child's- I do quite like Chucky. It used to always make me laugh. I've never seen Child's A Nightmare Play. on Elm Street used to scare me. Never seen that, but I feel like it would really scare me. Have you not me. seen any of them? Oh, I've seen quite a few of them. Candyman was classed as a slasher. Oh, uh, yeah, I could get that. And I did like Nia DaCosta's, even though it was a, it was a strange film. I did like her reimagining, requel, sequel, whatever. Yes. Um, but no, I would say Scream because I think I think Scream, the premise of Scream, it can reinvent itself quite easily, and obviously with it being so meta, especially with some of these modern well, iterations, it's kind of... where it's like, how many times can you go to? Scream has kind lake of or whatever. No, that evolved, was the Sonya thingy out itself. of New York, Crappy Lake, Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. Um, 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 yeah, Scream's kind of evolved beyond itself, hasn't it? It's like turned itself inside out. Almost like popcorn when it bursts in slow motion. You know what I mean? Stick that on the next Scream's poster. You can have that. But yeah, like Halloween as well, like in the... In the remake or requel trilogy they've just done you could totally tell they'd run out of ideas oh i know like i think they were trying to kind of resurrect uh the corpse of the franchise because it had gone so far off track though 
Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of Halloween yeah. films, though. I was asking Alex about his favourite horror Our friend, franchise friend as well. Yeah. Oh, Alex, yeah. hi. Um, and he said Scream as well, so I think so far we're unanimous. So I'd be really Slasher or horror? Slasher oh. franchise. Um, sorry, did I say horror? Whoops. So I'd be interested, listeners, to see what your favourite slasher franchises given that it's spooky season at the moment oh yeah yeah i like the score it was a like little nervousy score yeah it wasn't anything too dramatic no, but it was just like enough a to bit keep you menacing like yeah mm. um i wanted to also talk about the initial reviews of this as well which is interesting because obviously at the top of the show <laughs> my on the radio we talked about kind of us watching it now in 2023 compared to what it, when it came out in 20, no, 1980. Yeah. So obviously this had come out after Halloween and Halloween was kind of quite well received. Mm. Whereas some of the initial reviews of this one, like the LA Times said it's a silly, boring, youth-generated movie. So it okay. didn't do that, like it wasn't that critically acclaimed when it first came out. I think more the legacy of it and what it's inspired is yeah. what has put it in the place that it, that it is now. Yeah, um, I think often as well, films, particularly in the horror genre, need a bit of time to mature and gather a bit of cult following and stuff. That seems to be where the most popular horrors get their name. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What was interesting, in 2015, a, a journalist from The Week review like reviewed it again in 2015 okay. like assessing the like the contemporary context and he was quoted before it became an absurdly prolific franchise friday the 13th was a cynical one-off attempt to make a fast book on a sleazy slasher movie that accidentally ended up spawning a decade-spanning multi-million dollar phenomenon what's more striking about friday the 13th is how little regard anyone but its fans seem to have for it yeah, yeah fair because I do think it has quite a you know you, you might sit, you come across some oh what's your favourite slasher and they're like Friday the 13th like it's got a real strong core fan base I think mm. um, but I think as we get to star rating some of what I have yeah. said about this film will then my view will come into it as well I think when they call it a cash grab it's because as I say it came after Halloween and they thought ooh trend let's make some more money yeah Um, so I also after having watched it found out that such a film exists as Saturday the 14th I really (laughs) I was about to say 13th again but it's 14th and I was gonna I want to watch it is that a spoof then yeah the tagline is after every Friday the 13th comes Saturday the 14th and it's all written in like blood that is horrific I know I can't wait I think it's only like 80 minutes long is that you done for anything that you wanted to comment on yeah so we know you're wondering how many stars we gave it and where you can watch it and especially what the gaydar is telling us so we'll be right back so we'll be right back after this quick break Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. We're back, and now it's time to unsheath the gator. It's a wonderful piece of machinery yeah. devised by Ned's own hand. I haven't. I thought you were going to tell everyone where they could watch it. I will at one point. Okay. <laughs> devised by Ned's own hand, and we use it to rank all the films and TV we discussed based on their LGBTQ plus appeal. Let's see where the gaydar ranks Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you, if we ever do a live podcast, we've got... Yeah. People are going to be so disappointed by that, aren't they? Mm-mm. Yeah. Anyway, are you interested to tell uh, to know what the gaydar is telling us? I will. I am. <laughs> I will. I am. Uh, it is midway up the table. Okay. We are higher up than Renfield. Okay. We're not quite as high as Elemental. <laughs> Comparing Friday the Thirteenth to Elemental feels feels weird, a bit it? weird, a bit unhinged. But where I would go with it is, well, we've got no queer characters or no openly queer characters. Correct. So I would, I'm not picking a position. I'm picking a more of a a bit of the the table. You're working out why the yeah. gaydar has picked where it's picked. Yes. Yeah. So well, no. Sometimes I dispute the gaydar as well. Well, no, but you. You're on the right lines this time. (laughs) It's very camp. Yeah. So it only goes far up. Yeah. It only gets as far up as when queer characters start getting introduced to films. And whilst Elemental didn't have an overtly queer character, there was bits about them being one character being non-binary. Yeah. Even though I've got issues with that because they were all fucking clouds and flames and grass and water. So. No, no, but it's like, how can that be non-binary? A cloud is non-binary by... A cloud doesn't have a gender, so... Yeah. Right. But that's where... Is that... Do you think where, that's where the gaydar... That's exactly was, what the gaydar was the gaydar was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I think so. the more we do this, the better it's calibrating, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, we're getting there. Right. All right. Over, tell me what your style rating was. Four. Okay. Do you want detail? No, I wanted you to ask me. Oh, uh, <laughs> what was yours? Three. Okay. Perfectly fine for me. 
was. It just was like yeah, it was just right. fine. It wasn't anything. I just didn't know how to respond to it that. It just like yeah, man, like yeah, I'd, I'd put it on, but I wouldn't like. Oh my god, you've got to watch it. I had a good time watching it. Um, enjoyed it. Wasn't too long. Wasn't horrendously scary. I would like to know where Jason comes from in the next few films. I know, same. So I also want to know when and where he gets his hockey mask. Yeah. Okay. Where? Oh, where? Are they, where can they watch it? We've so it's not actually available on any streaming services. So you'll have to do what we do, and we did, and you rented can't even it. Like, oh, rent it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's on. Amazon and Apple and Sky and whatever for £3.49 to rent. A or lovely three ninety nine to buy, so you may as well buy it I and mean, then just watch yeah. it every year. Why not? Because it'll stay on your box the full time. Or however they work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all for this time. If you have enjoyed this episode of Gaze on Film, please subscribe, rate and comment on your podcast platform of choice. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at GazeOnFilmPod and check out our Letterboxd accounts. Oh, actually, speaking of Instagram, uh, we got mentioned by our competition winner because we recently ran a competition with Hyde Park Bridge House. So that was fun. I've not seen it yet. Have you not? Oh, have a look. Um, The links to the Letterboxd accounts are in the (laughs) show notes. Back to Letterboxd. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts, especially on favourite slashes. Favourite slashes, very curious. Um, so please do feel free to drop us a message. I've been Ned, and I've been Declan, and this has been Gaze on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. Need a slap. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.